Hey, welcome back and thanks for stopping by to listen to today's episode. This is Amy Stevens, your host, and you're listening to the Balance Your Mind, Body, and Business podcast, the show that gets you ready for your day, whether it's being at your desk or just trying to deal with people. If you're an introvert like me and love a quick message before heading into the office, I have a great lineup for you each week. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amy Stevens of Balance, your mind, body, and business podcast. I have the pleasure today to speak with Jennifer Marks, the owner of Gluten-Free Marks the Spot. And Jennifer is actually a certified gluten-free health coach, and she helps women create a sustainable and delicious gluten-free lifestyle that all just becomes a routine. Don't we love our routines? Jennifer, welcome. How are you today? Hi, Amy. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on today. Great. Jennifer, where in the world are you located? I am in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here today and chat about gluten-free. This has been something that is always in the back of my head. And how does one determine if their gluten-free needs are being met and how to go about that process? So can you get us started there, please? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, gluten-free, you know, is not for everybody, but it absolutely can change your health and your well-being if you are having gut issues, if you are having, you know, all like, well, I shouldn't even say just gut issues because we think it's all gut, but there are so many things that your body could be doing and displaying to you like rashes, canker sores, neuropathy, which is the, you know, a numbing of your hands and your feet, bloated belly, you know, lots of extra gas, or maybe even just being stuck in the bathroom for way too long or running back and forth to the bathroom. And, you know, when you're eating and not feeling your best, something's going on there. Something is really bothering your belly or your body and getting to that root cause. For a lot of people, it is gluten. Gluten has bad rap. (laughs) Yes. And we're hearing, I think, more about that over the last, at least the last decade, maybe a little bit more beyond that. Can you start by just sharing a bit of your own story about this process and how you got started with this? Absolutely. Yeah. So for years, you know, it's funny when you're looking for the root cause or when you finally have an answer and then you trace everything back and put the whole puzzle together, how far back you can actually go. Right. So I, as a young adult, as a young mom had just a lot of odd health issues, like lack of energy out of nowhere, you know, carrying a basket up the stairs and just almost collapsing because I had zero energy when I got to the top of the stairs. I had neuropathy. I had canker sores all the time, like always. No one could explain why that was. I had belly aches and headaches and recurring sinus infections and just all these different things going on. And, you know, a lot of it was belly related. A lot of it was running to the bathroom and being stuck there for days. And I would say to the doctors, you know, something's going on here. And I think it's what I'm eating. And the answer would always be, oh dear, don't stress yourself out. You know, food has nothing to do with how you feel. Well, everybody erase what I just said, because that's not true at all. Food has everything to do with how you feel. And when you pinpoint 
what foods are bothering you, it changes your life. I had been through test after test after test, and I was tested for celiac. I don't think the doctor actually ran the right test, <laughs> but anyhow, we, we that's a whole different conversation. But I can trace myself back to high school, laying on the bathroom floor, holding my belly. I mean, I can go that far with the pains. Then being rushed to the hospital in college because I had such intense abdominal pain, no answers. Then as a young mom, like I said, going up the stairs with the basket and just collapsing at the top of the stairs, they rushed me to the hospital said, Oh, I think you're having a heart attack. And I'm like, Oh, you're super healthy. You're not having a heart attack. You're fine. I'm like, yeah, I just collapsed. I'm totally fine. You know, and I would have no answers and no answers. And then finally a doctor said, I think it's food related. And he did send me to a dietitian. And she looked at me and said, I don't think you can eat gluten. And I was like, what's gluten? <laughs> this was uh, now 13 years ago. And, you know, and, and she's like, just go to Whole Foods and get some brown rice and some quinoa and some gluten-free bread and you'll be great. That was my beginning to gluten-free living. And I was like, okay, what's gluten and what's quinoa? <laughs> So I was like, wow, that's okay. And out the door I went to Whole Foods and walked through the aisles and cried my eyes out because I couldn't find the gluten-free bread because no one told me it was in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, so that was not a good beginning. And after I was trying to start my journey of, okay, I've got to figure this out. I was a teacher and a school administrator. So I'm like all about reading and researching. And I dug in and started reading everything that I could. And as I was reading my, I have three children now, but at the time I had two and my son was in first grade and my daughter was in third grade. And everything I was reading was like, oh, that's my son. Oh, this is my daughter. Hmm, this is interesting. So my son was very small for his age. And he was delayed in his teeth development, which are two signs of celiac disease. My daughter, every night, would mommy, mommy, come snuggle with me. My belly hurts. You know, the doctor would say, oh, she's stressed. I'm like, she's not stressed. She's in third grade. She's not stressed. She's not feeling right. Something is off and I don't know what it is. She would run outside and play and come in in five minutes and say, I'm so tired. And she'd lay on the couch. I'm like, you're eight. Get outside. Let's go. I'm tired. I have no issue. We have no energy. Then she started having neurological tics where her arms would just shoot out. That was a very, very scary time. We saw a top neurologist told me, nope, has nothing to do with food. She has to do all these medications and do all these things. I said, no, 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 no. We're getting to the bottom of it before we do any of that. And still researching. I'm still researching. And celiac disease came up. And then my daughter also started to develop um, vitiligo down her leg, which is the discoloration of your skin. So I brought the information to the pediatrician because each of those things that both of my children were going through were never put together. They were all little things. And the same with me, all these things I had going on, no one put it together. But when you put all the pieces together, you see, hey, this could be celiac disease. I called the pediatrician and she was just going to a conference about celiac disease. There was not much that she knew about it yet. So she's like, let me call you after the conference. And she called me on her way home. She goes, we're testing them tomorrow. Bring them in. We tested them. They're off the charts for celiac disease. So I say... You're handed things in life for a reason, right? And 
I still believe that if I didn't figure out that I needed to be, or if I wasn't led in the direction to be gluten-free, that to this day, I would not know that my children had celiac disease because we never took any of those pieces and put them together. You know what I mean? And my third guy, he was born into it. So <laughs> he was born into it. The doctor said, nope, keep him gluten-free. And at 18 months, she's like, let's give him some gluten. And I was like, what? She's like, yes, let's give him some gluten. Oh my Lord, whole different child, whole different child. His digestion went off. He didn't sleep. He started misbehaving. He, oh yeah. She's like, nope, nope, nope. He cannot have gluten. So it was very interesting for all of us. So as a family, four out of five of us are gluten-free. We have been now for 12 years, going on 13 years. And yeah, you know, after I, we figured all this out, so my very quickly, all of my symptoms went away. I had energy again. I still remember the day when I pulled up my jeans and zipped them up and thought, something's different here. Wait a minute. My belly's flat. My belly is not sticking out like I'm six months pregnant anymore. I was not bloated and gassy and all this I didn't have canker sores anymore. My neuropathy went away. I was starting to feel good again and have energy again. My children, my son grew four inches in one year, four inches, right? Teeth development, you know, that's came along. My daughter, everything went away. No more belly aches, tons of energy. Her vitiligo stopped in its tracks. She never had another neurological tick again. I mean, it just blows my mind. So I am grateful that we are gluten-free. When people tell me gluten-free stinks and is terrible, I'm like, no, it can change your life. Yeah, you have to do things differently. But once you get it down and you understand what you have to do, it's very doable. It's very livable. We have a very full life. We are not deprived at all. We have very delicious, yummy food all the time. And, you know, it's brought us all health which is amazing. And I think that that has been kind of the misnomer for so many years that gluten-free, it's like the bread's dry. <laughs> Why would you have bread that's dry and has this weird texture and, you know, that kind of thing. That's often what mm -hmm. I hear from people. When you got into this whole process of researching and understanding what was available, did you realize then, oh, there's more than brown rice and, and quinoa? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And, you know, and I considered myself a healthy eater, you know, at the time, because I cooked a lot already on my own and I did for my family and we thought we were eating pretty healthy, but we learned like I hadn't eaten quinoa before I hadn't been drinking smoothies. You know, we learned about broccoli, Rob and like other vegetables and 500 new gluten-free flours that we didn't know existed. Right. Because we're big bakers at our house. So there, you know, it opens your eyes to so many new things. If you let it right, you have to kind of scooch out of that gluten-free aisle because you don't want to stay there. You can start there. There's no judgment. You can start there but it wouldn't stay there because it's still processed food. So you're still going to get the results that processed food gives you, which is not the healthiest lifestyle, right? Yeah, that's so true. And the textures, that was the one thing that I noticed when I've played with the gluten-free lifestyle, but I just found that eating more of the fresh was a lot easier and became a little bit more practical than just sticking in that gluten-free aisle. So that was a big aha for me. 
Mm -hmm. And you can balance things out. I mean, I have to say gluten-free over the last 13 years has come a long, long way for that gluten-free aisle, because now you can find healthier options and tastier options and better options than certainly years ago, for sure. Yeah. So I'm curious then I noticed on your website that you have cooking classes. So Mm -hmm. you do zoom classes, but then did you record a lot of your zoom classes and now they're available all the time? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We had a lot of fun doing a lot of zoom classes during the time when everybody was stuck at home (laughs) and yeah. And you know, there's a lot of good content in there. So we have them on demand now. So you can find those on my website because I know that gluten-free, you know, very different from what we're told in society that gluten-free is bleh and gross and Hey, have a gluten-free cookie. Ew, no, thank you. You know, no, we know that gluten-free is easy and delicious. So that's what I teach in my cooking classes. So it's, you're learning recipes, but you're also learning a lot of tips and tricks in the kitchen because cooking gluten-free, you have to tweak things a little differently. Well, and what's interesting is I'm just looking over your website here. You're talking about breakfast, you're talking about lunch, and you're even talking about baked goods. Hmm. These are things that, you know, you mentioned that your bakers and your family, and that's something that I think a lot of people feel that that's the hardest piece to Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. I don't even know the last time that I personally bought all purpose white flour, but (laughs) even if I did, it was always organic. I tried to Mm -hmm. keep it organic, but from the space of, I used to bake a lot and I don't anymore because it was one of those things where I was finding that the recipes, I don't know, somehow the recipes that I was getting for gluten-free just weren't, there was still some ingredients in there that it was hard to find. And Mm -hmm. I live in a metropolitan area, but it was still hard. Oh, to wow. So yeah. chat with me about when people go to the grocery store, what is more of the appropriate way to kind of think about meal planning? Yeah. So going into meal planning, going into the grocery store, yeah, it's a little overwhelming at first because you're wondering where do you start? How do you fill your plate? And does it matter? And it does matter. So if you're just starting Hitting that gluten-free aisle to have items that are gluten-free is okay. Like I said, you can find, you know, veggie burgers, you can find, you know, healthier options, even a waffle because you can have a waffle for breakfast. It's not the end of the world, right? My kids love them. We use them even for sandwiches as a bread, right? So you're always thinking outside the box, but use the outside of, of the grocery store. And a lot of the, you know, the whole foods and cooking with vegetables and meats that don't have things added. It's the broths and it's the prepared dishes that have the hidden gluten in them that will make you sick. So you're looking for, if you're going to buy steak or ground turkey or something, you know, organic ground turkey with nothing added to it, you know, or the steak, you don't want to buy something that's been marinated because that's going to have some kind of gluten hidden in there, whether it's in spices or in the sauce. So those are the things you want to be careful of. But, you know, whole foods, your vegetables, your fruits, there are so many things you can make with that. And I know not everybody starts there because we were pretty much there, but not all the way there. And even thinking about only eating whole foods is very overwhelming for people that aren't already cooking and aren't already in that space, right? So You start in the aisle and you pull yourself out and add to your plate. What I like to teach is you add onto your plate. Don't worry so much about 
what you're taking off your plate. Just add healthier items to your plate. If you're making scrambled eggs for breakfast, throw in some spinach, right? Have some fruit with it. You know, so how can you make your plate healthier? Because at the end of the day, when your gut is balanced, when you have your good bacteria and your bad bacteria and they're balanced out, you are going to have more energy. You're going to feel better and life is going to be easier, right? So all these years of being dragged down by your gut not working because gluten has shut you down. You know, that's not fun, my friends. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned spices. Are there certain spices that are not gluten-free? Yes. So typically not spice in general, but spices, typically your spices are one spice in a jar is safe. Typically it's gluten-free, but if you have a mixed blend, often things are added so that the spices don't clump. So you always wanna check with the company. McCormick, Simply Organic are great companies that have wonderful spices that we use all the time. There are a lot out there to use. So, you know, but just check, are they gluten-free? Interesting. So it's more of a, like a preservative or something along those lines that they incorporate in to keep it so it does not clump up. Does not clump. Yes, absolutely. And you know, the other thing to look for in some of the packages when you're reading is, is this made in a gluten-free facility? Is this made on shared equipment? And when you're starting your gluten-free journey, you kind of want to stay away from those packages that say made in a shared facility, because there could be cross-contamination going on there. And then you end up being sick and thinking, I can't do this. This is so hard. What am I supposed to eat? Right? But once you get going and you find your health back, you can kind of play around and you figure out which companies work for you that really have your back when they're working with gluten-free products and making them for you for sure. Okay. So more people are starting to go out and travel and start meeting up with friends again. So in this kind of awareness of gluten-free options. I've even found though at restaurants, they say it's gluten-free or they just give you like a bowl of broccoli and call it a day <laughs> here, have a salad, but then the salad dressing will be bad. That's been the biggest thing. So yes. talk to me a little bit about how to be in the real world and go out to a restaurant, or if you're traveling, you know, how much do you pack on your own from your own grocery store and take it with you? Yeah. So I've been told, oh, I don't want to be gluten-free and live like you because you always bring food with you. <laughs> I don't want to be hungry. <laughs> Living gluten-free and staying on track and staying healthy, take some planning and pre-planning. So if you're going out and you know you're, you've got a girl's night, right? So you have a girl's night coming out and you're all going out to this wonderful restaurant. You know where you're going. Call ahead. Talk to the manager. Don't talk to the waitress. Don't talk to the hostess. Talk to a manager or a chef, someone in the kitchen, okay? Because they know what's going on. I've had so many waitresses or, or even hostesses, and I've worked as a waitress and a hostess, so I'm not putting them down. Tell me, oh, oh yeah, that's gluten-free. You're all set. And the meal comes out and you clearly know it's not gluten-free. And it's like, yeah, I don't think this is okay. There's croutons on my salad. No, you know, and they're like, oh, is that a problem? Yeah, that's a problem. So, you know, you, you have to know who you're talking to and you have to do your research. Find Me Gluten-Free is a great app on the phone and you can 
Um, just download it on your phone, put in your area where you're going. And why I love that app is because it tells you different restaurants in the area and it gives you reviews of people who have eaten there. And so that's a good thing to look at because it's not just the restaurant saying, yeah, we're gluten-free because a lot of restaurants like to say they're gluten-free to get you in the door. And then they really don't know what they're doing, which is why you ask the questions. Call ahead and talk to them. Now, I went to a girls' night we, I called ahead. I did all the things. I did all the right things. And I got there and the girl's like, yeah, well, actually we're out of that one dish. So there's really nothing for you to eat. And I'm like, that's fabulous because I called ahead. So I could have left. I could have been mad. I could have had a horrible experience. I a glass of wine. I had my bar in my pocketbook because I always have something with me. And I had an amazing time because I shared time with friends. So part of living gluten-free is you are going to have those experiences, but you can find, I mean, we've had amazing dinners out that are fabulous. We just found a great one down by a beach where we go. And we actually just went this past weekend and my son couldn't wait to go back there because we could eat everything in the restaurant. <laughs> it was like a big deal that we could order anything in the whole restaurant and it was going to be safe for us. And when you find those places, you feel taken care of, right? When someone comes to your table and says, oh yeah, my brother has celiac. I know exactly what you need. You're all good, you know? So you feel taken care of. Or when the manager brings out your dish and say, and says, here's the gluten-free dish and bringing it to you so we know it's all safe for you. You know they've gone that extra step to make sure you have a good meal. Yes, you're putting your trust in someone else and some people still worry about that, but you don't want to sit home on the couch forever. You want to get back to living. And I feel that if, you know, you're going to be glutened because it's real life. It's going to happen whether it's going to happen in your kitchen or at your friend's house or at a restaurant. It will happen here or there, but the more you learn and the more you put in place, the less it happens. So ask the questions, look around. If you mentioned travel, if you're traveling somewhere new, uh, we always pull out that Find Me Gluten-Free app and see, hey, are there any good restaurants in that area? How many dinners do we need to bring with us, <laughs> right? We go to the beach for a week and now we rent a home because it's easier and staying at a hotel and worrying about where to eat all week long. We rent a house. I bring, I prepare all the food ahead of time and it's all in the freezer. So we just bring it with us and I pull out what we're going to eat that day. And it's great for me because I'm not cooking either. So it's almost like we're going out to eat. We have a wonderful meal every single night and, you know, we'll eat out here and there, but not every night, but it's all doable. My friends, it's planning and preparing. And if you're not a planner, like if I had clients tell me, but I'm not a planner, this is terrible. That's a habit that you can learn, you know, just like any other habit that you create in your life. It's a habit that you can learn. So planning and preparing is really going to put you on the right steps to getting your gluten-free life down. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that for years where whenever I travel, I always cook everything beforehand, freeze it, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you get to your location, if you've driven, obviously, mm -hmm. and you can offload into the fridge and it's all good. And I'm with you. I'm more on that rental of a house and <laughs> I love to cook. So for me, mm -hmm. it's, it just makes more sense than staying in a hotel. So I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one who does that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, not at all. And you know, and if you're traveling and you can't drive, you know, look, what do they have? Do they have a target? Do they have a Walmart? Do they have a certain grocery store that you're familiar with? Go there, you know, find a Whole Foods, find a Trader Joe's, 
go there. They have a lot of gluten-free options that you can pick up at your destination and then cook. And, you know, and then the next step is, oh my gosh, can I cook in my brother-in-law's house? So what will I do? You know, and I bring along a colander and a cutting board and maybe a whisk or something sometimes. And, you know, little things you can stick in your luggage. A colander is if you're making any kind of pasta, you don't want to use someone else's colander because you'll have cross-contamination and end up sick. A cutting board, same thing. So, you know, those are two things that'll take away tons of cross-contamination if you're cooking in someone else's house. So, you know, you learn the little tricks as you go. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And don't they make colanders now that are collapsible where they're flat? Oh yeah. You can find yeah. all kinds of things for sure. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, and they're cheap too. So you can always pick one up at the dollar store if you yeah. have to. <laughs> So true. So true. Well, Jennifer, this has been a very eye-opening experience. And I think that for people who have been having some issues about their gut and, you know, I think even this whole idea of get a probiotic or get mm -hmm. some kind of supplement or have some yogurt and, you know, that kind of idea, it goes far deeper than that. Absolutely. And for some, they may also have a dairy allergy so that yes. that's not even an option. Do you have anything to share with us about that part? Yeah, actually a lot of people who are celiac or gluten is bothering them cannot have dairy because it's the little, here's a science lesson. When in your inside of your intestines, you have the little hairs, they're like little fingers that stick up. And it's, that is where you digest dairy. So when you have celiac, that's flattened out. So you're not digesting dairy. So dairy is also bothering your body and your gut. So when you take out gluten and take out dairy and you're regaining your health, those little villi can start popping back up again. And some people can go back to eating dairy. So my older two children, we took them off dairy for, for quite a few years. And then I reintroduced it very slowly back to them, you know, like an eighth piece of cheese. And the next day, like a quarter piece of cheese. And then a couple of days later, a little bit more. And you reintroduce it slowly to see what the tolerance is. They know their limit. They can have a bowl of yogurt or they can have maybe a bowl of ice cream or a glass of milk. That's it for the day. You know, they know their limit and you can get back there. Now you can't do that with gluten. You take gluten out, gluten's gone for good. Not to, you know, cause any distraught to anybody, but you're going to, it's a mindset thing that we tell ourselves that gluten-free sucks and it's so hard, right? Switch it over and look at the gratitude and what it's bringing you. It's bringing you back your health, right? So concentrate on that. And then you'll see that there is good to this, right? There's a good reason why you're gluten-free. It's not all terrible. <laughs> so true. So true. So gluten-free marks the spot. And I want to be clear for everyone. Marks is M-A-R-C-K-S. Yes. So the spelling of your last name, <laughs> and that's how, that's how people can get a hold of you as well through some of your social media. And you, it looks like you're on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. So you're, mm -hmm. you're out there a good amount. Mm -hmm. And I want to just ask in regards to how the audience can get a hold of you. And if you have on your website, any kind of freebies or anything that would be a great starting point. Absolutely. Yes. I do have a gluten-free 
starter guide, and that is going to give you five steps to successfully implement a gluten-free lifestyle. So where you can start and where that will take you. So that's a great place to start. That's You can find that all over my website. And I also have a Facebook group, Empowering Gluten-Free Women. And I'm in there all week. And every Tuesday we're live in there. So I teach classes, we do challenges and really push to move you forward to build a gluten-free lifestyle that works because what works for me may be different for you. You know, some people, it's one person in their household that's gluten-free. Others, it's the whole household. Me, you know, it's we're shared. My husband is mostly gluten-free, but you know, during COVID, he was cooking quite a lot because he was home all the time. Like, hey, wait a minute, we've got to revisit this and talk about making sure our kitchen is set up correctly to have it. We hadn't had gluten in our house for a while. <laughs> and he was bringing it in because he would eat it outside of the house, right? So that changed things for us. But, you know, getting everything set up and we teach a lot of that in the Facebook group as well. Okay. Well, I will put all of the social media and the other information that you just mentioned about your Facebook group. I'll put that into the show notes. So for those that may be multitasking, they don't have access to that immediately. They can click on that link. As far as what people can do to work with you in the future, how does that happen? So yeah, so I love working with people. I work individually with you or with your family, whatever works best. So I do one-on-one consults and coaching. I do a three-month coaching program with people. And I also have a membership. I have some programs where right now we're concentrating all on the membership because I'm loving that we have one whole month concentrated on one topic and we get that down. In the membership, you have a class on that topic. We have resources. We do a little bit of mindset work on that topic. And I do a live coaching session with the group once a month as well. So it's really fun. It's a great place to really line up your gluten-free life and put all the pieces together. Like I've laid it out for you to just each month you build upon the next. And so you're building your lifestyle to weave into your own lifestyle so that it actually works. And you wake up and you start living this on routine, right? And you're making it sustainable and delicious, <laughs> but you know, that's important, but, but yes, uh, there's a lot in there to help you create a gluten-free life you want and the one that you deserve. I think this is just amazing and such great resources. I've been looking through your website and oh, there's a lot of fabulous information between your blog, between your membership that you have, and even the cooking classes that are available on demand. I think that that's going to be very helpful, not just day to day, but also for holidays. There's some really great information in here, and I hope everybody gets an opportunity to check out Gluten-Free Marks the Spot. Jennifer, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and being here and sharing with uh, the audience all about being gluten-free. Well, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure talking with you, Amy. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Balance Your Mind, Body, and Business podcast. Many of my clients have told me throughout my 24 years of teaching yoga that my voice helps to put them to sleep. It's not something that I take offense to. It's actually giving me great pleasure all these decades to be able to create calmness for my clients. If you're having a hard time and need to find peace within, I have a meditation that is solely for you, your opportunity to enjoy peace. You can go to my website, 
yogaamy.net and look for the icon talking about calming your nervous system to be able to create that balance for your mind and body and become more connected to your soul. Enjoy. You've reached the end of another episode of the Balance Your Mind, Body, and Business podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to sign up for my newsletter to receive any free materials I have. Head on over to my website at amystevens.net or take a look at the show notes for more information. If you enjoyed what you heard today and past episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes to be updated on the weekly podcast. And I'd love to have you rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you and see you at the next episode.